This is an SJC Radio production. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Hello and welcome to the Pit Stop Christmas Special. Uh, we're joined by myself, Ed, Mr. Bird, Finn, and I think Joe's here, but we're not quite sure. We haven't heard from him yet. No, we, we, we'll have we, to see. Yes, uh, we think he's with us, but we, we don't think he's got his. Oh, it was was that. Hello, can you hear me? We can yeah, now. Me, Joe. Excellent. Good. So, so we got Joe as well. Um, so we're going to start off, I think, with a very brief summary of what happened over the weekend and after we've heard that we're then going to I'm going to ask you your opinions uh, about events so we're going to start off uh, listening to this report from the BBC on Sunday Max Verstappen won the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and with it his first Formula One world championship this was the ultimate dream and now that you know we have achieved that basically for me everything what comes next is, is a bonus what comes next has been controversy. Minutes after the race, Williams driver George Russell pressed caps lock and tweeted, this is unacceptable. The F1 Twitter account told us we're into the second half of our title decider and it's looking good for Lewis Hamilton. And so it was. The race was 58 laps and Hamilton's lead was over 10 seconds. Soon we heard from Red Bull's team principal, Christian Horner. He told Sky Sports, we're going to need a miracle in these last 10 laps to turn it around. He needs some luck from the racing gods. And with five laps to go, that luck arrived for Max Verstappen. The Canadian driver, Nicholas Latifi, crashed. There was debris all over the track. The cars didn't stop, but they stopped racing. And they now followed the safety car. These laps counted. So if the safety car did five laps, Hamilton would be world champion. But with the final lap approaching, the race director ordered the safety car to come in and crucially decided that the lapped cars between Hamilton and Verstappen should stay there. Verstappen would need to pass all of them and Hamilton in one lap. At this point, the race director was told by Red Bull's Christian Horner, we need one more lap. Shortly afterwards, there was a U-turn. They reversed the decision, allowing Verstappen to be just half a second bunched up right behind Lewis Hamilton as the safety car left the track, which was with just one lap to go. That wasn't all, though. While the lap cars between Hamilton and Verstappen were cleared, other lap cars were not, to the bemusement of F1 journalist Chris Medlin. It should either have been that those cars were still in the way um, or that all of the cars had to go past. And in that case, it would have meant the race probably finished on a safety car and Lewis Hamilton would have been world champion. That didn't happen, though. Instead, we had a one-lap shootout to the fury of Hamilton's Mercedes team boss, Toto Wolff. He told the race director, you need to reinstate the lap before. That's not right which Michael Massey replied, Toto, it's called a motor race, OK? 
Lewis Hamilton also said on race radio, this has been manipulated. That's rejected by the F1 authorities. And as the championship reached its finale, Verstappen passed Hamilton, fended off a counter-attack and won. The race was over, the story wasn't. Mercedes lodged two appeals to overturn the result. Both were rejected. Hamilton himself congratulated Verstappen. And we all tried to make sense of what had happened. David Coulthard offered this explanation. And the sporting regulations are hugely complex as well. And the, the sequence of events of only allowing five cars to overtake um, Lewis before the safety car came in is not something that typically has happened before. So if David Coulthard says that, does that mean the race director was wrong? Not necessarily. The FIA do have another rule which allows the race director to override that and make the decision he feels is correct. Finn, I'm going to go to you. Can you hear me, Finn? I can, yes. Right. What are your thoughts about how the race ended? Well, what do you mean by that? Um, uh, were you happy with the way the race ended? Yes. Did you agree with, okay, can you explain then? To just tell us what you think and why. Uh, I liked it because uh, Max was up and won. <laughs> so, okay. So you don't have what, what about well the it was uh, it was a little bit silly I do have to say it was definitely wasn't the right call but I'm not complaining you know. As in all fairness, there there will be a lot of people like yourself, Finn, who are just happy with the result and don't really care too much how that result okay. came to be. Yeah. Um, if you were if you weren't a, a Max Verstappen fan, um, would you have been happy with the decisions? No, absolutely not. Cause it was definitely the wrong call. Um, and why do you think it was the wrong call? Can you explain why you think? Technically, what they've done isn't legal, but as Christian, as the Red Bull and Christian Horner said to their response to Mercedes' protest is any doesn't mean all so what, uh, you mean any doesn't mean all what does that what, what do you mean by that so Finn? they've only let four of the lap cars pass and mercedes said well that's not right you've got to let all of them pass and then it says in the rules that uh -huh. any lap cars uh to overtake uh, to, uh, are to overtake the safety car and only four went but all red Bull have said is any's not all i quite like that then I, that, that's very good. Um, let's go to Joe. Joe, you, your thoughts about yeah, the decision yeah. at the end of the race? Do you? What are your thought feelings about the whole thing? Um, I don't know. I think personally, when the TP had that accident with all that debris, um, I think probably the best thing to have done there would have been red flag the session, red flag it there, and then have a have a standing start from that position. Because uh, then it'd be fair. Then. It also, just from a probably because I know why he's done it. He's done it from a he's done it from a commercial aspect, you know, to have one lap final showdown between the two protagonists. So yeah. I think that probably would have been fairer that if you yeah. wanted that final showdown, then at least make it fair in between uh, Verstappen and Hamilton's. They could each have free tire choice or or whatnot. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. Um, although whilst watching it, I was too stressed to be enjoying <laughs> it. Now, looking back, looking back, I realised that it was really good. Um, and it just really capped off what a good season we had as well. So I think it was a fitting finale.
Yeah, it's only ended in, in, a, in a, an appropriately dramatic and controversial way, yeah. I suppose. Ed, your thoughts? Yeah, well, I agree with Finn. Uh, you know, the call wasn't the right call. Uh, I think the thing for me is that they said, yeah, the lap cars are not going to overtake. They're not going to do anything. Of course, then they did. And I think that from the FIA is just, it's not, it's not good. You can't really double back on what you said. It's just not. It's not all right. Um, but then in the end, you know, I think the result was was fair enough. I think Max has been, you know, he's been fantastic all season. And um, he could have wrapped up this championship a long time ago uh, if things went his way a bit more. Um, so, yeah, that's my view so, on it. So what what do you think the right call would have been at the end? Are you saying the right call was made or do you think it should have been something else? I think for me, the ideal scenario in terms of like a spectacle would be like joe said red flag it let's have a standing start uh both the title protagonists on fresh tires for a few laps just to fight it out because i think that would probably be better than what we had with like one lap verstappen on fresh softs lewis on hards at 20 laps old i think that would just really made it just even more incredible I, I, yeah, I understand everything you say. I'm not a big fan. You're probably aware of standing starts once the race is underway. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's, like, it's like one of the best bits of the weekend. Well, no, no, no. I, I agree with you. I, you I agree. Want, I mean, you want a safety start race, car start. You want a safety car start and then it would be like... So, <laughs> you want a safety car start, but with safety car starts, like no one overtakes from a safety car. So, I don't know. I think standing starts are much, much more exciting to watch. My feeling is, is that a standing start after you've already had a standing start is a bit too artificial uh, for my liking. But then you get the excitement of the the uh, the lights, the lights out and away we go. You get that excitement again. Yeah, I, I just I, don't get me wrong. I, I like the starts of the races, but I just think the standing start should only happen at the start of the race. I just think anything after that is just a little bit artificial. We've got Max with us. Max, is your sound working? I think so. Hello. Yeah, good. Well, we, we're just talking about the end of the race. What are your thoughts about how the race ended in terms of the decisions that were made by Michael Massey? Your thoughts? You're probably quite happy, I imagine. Um, I'm very happy. I think the rules were a complete utter muck up. Yeah. Um, I can see Michael Massey getting sacked. Yeah. But I think it was a great decision. Well, because, yeah, I mean, because it produced the the, the victory that you were hoping for. Yeah. And I guess also the last lap was exciting. It was very exciting. It's what we need. Yeah, um, you are right. Yeah. But then um, Toto Wolf says he's not sure if Lewis will even race next year. I think he probably will. Oh, yeah. It's all, it's all like um, putting back on the FIA. But they're not, going to, they're not going to that um, awards uh, evening this evening, aren't they? Neither of them, oh, Lewis really? or Tyson. I thought you had to. Uh, apparently not. not. I think first, second, and third had to go. I don't know. I, th- I think what's happened today is that Mercedes have withdrawn their appeal. Yeah, I, I read that earlier. Right. So interesting hearing your thoughts about what went on. I think my thoughts are probably slightly different. I I, I understand why Michael Massey made the decision he did because he wanted an exciting end. The only problem I have with the decision is that the decision he made meant that 
Verstappen was bound to win. I mean, the, the race was decided by that decision, wasn't it, to allow the lap cars between Hamilton and Verstappen to unlap themselves and then start and then have a one lap you know, race to the end. That guaranteed that Verstappen would be world champion. There's quite, it's quite controversial. The whole championship is pretty much decided on FIA decision, really, yeah. isn't it? But, but, I saw a statistic today. People saying that Max was robbed. Max could have pitted if he wanted to. Uh, Lewis was robbed. Lewis could have pitted if he wanted to. Obviously, uh, that would be the right hold decision. On. But hold on, hold on, Max. Had Hamilton pitted, then Verstappen surely wouldn't have pitted. No. Because exactly. his tyres were as old, and he'd have got trapped position. So yeah, and then if they Hamilton had started, no, no, obviously it wouldn't be a wise decision, but they could have pitted if they wanted to. And no, they Mercedes did. They it, could have pitted. After we'd gone, after we'd gone. People are saying that Lewis Hamilton got robbed, but 85% of the um, of um, investigations, which included Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, 85% concluded in Lewis Hamilton's favour. You are slightly straying away from, you're talking about the season in general, aren't you? Um, yeah. Just going back to the decision that was made um, at the weekend. Personally, uh, I, I, I feel that Michael Massey should have made one, one of two decisions. He should either have, the race should have either ended uh, behind the pace car, safety car, which would have not been great, but that would have been following, obviously, the rules. The other alternative was to have that last lap, but without those, th- is it three cars between? I think it's maybe four. Is it four? Those four, without allowing those four cars to unlap themselves, because it would have given Hamilton a chance. I think, and had he gone with either of those options, he, he wouldn't have been criticised afterwards, would he? But I think both those options would have been within the rules, but he did something which wasn't in the rules, and in order to have this exciting finish, he, he sort of ignored the rule book. G- great for fans of Max Verstappen. Great for sort of um, casual observers of, of, of F1. Not so great for the, for the purists. I think the purists might think, well, hold on. What am I watching here? Am I watching a, is it, this just entertainment or is this a professional, is this a professionally run sport or is it just... Is it just purely for to enhance the show? Um, I'm just concerned about the long-term damage to Formula One. There might be people who might be put off put off Formula One next season because um, if the race director is going to sort of ignore the rule book, then I don't that, know if he actually broke the rules, did he? Because if they did, they would have had to reverse the decision when uh, when Mercedes kicked up a fuss. I think he did and he didn't. I think with I the. I think he bent the rules, but I don't think there was a clear break. I think there's a rule that says um, any cars are lapped by the lead car or something, like they have to stay behind or something. That's the one that I think Mercedes were protesting. But then there's another rule that basically says yes, but um, race director has complete control of the safety car. He can do whatever he likes, basically saying lap cars if you want you can go past. So uh, the point you're making there is in the rules, it does suggest the race director can do his own thing. Yeah. yeah. However, however, somebody else said, I think it was Peter Windsor, um, 
said that a lot of those rules which he kind of broke are there for safety reasons. And he was implying that <clears throat> those rules about, for example, that the race shouldn't restart until the lap after the lap cars have unlapped themselves. All those rules are there for safety reasons. So he was saying that there are some rules which Michael Massey can't interfere with because they're there for health and safety purposes. I don't know. Well, the FIA are launching an investigation and we'll soon find out, I guess. I think, yeah. I think I, this is going to go on for months. There's going to be uh, legal battles, but in the end, I doubt anything's going to change. I'll tell you what is going to change. And I think I heard this, that they're not going to broadcast the dialogue between team managers and the race director. I think so, they've, already, so annoying. they've already made that decision. I'll tell, yeah. you what, I'll tell you what I think they should do. I, I, I'm, I was surprised that um, team managers have a direct line to the race director. No, they're getting rid of it. Well, they're getting rid of it being broadcast. No, Ross Braun said they're thinking about getting rid of them. Well, they only have a technical. Because option. you don't have football managers or rugby, you know, directors of rugby talking to the referee during a match, do you? I um, mean, I watched a YouTube video about it briefly, and they said that both Toto Wolf and um, Horner both influenced the decision. And I'm I am a Red Bull fan, but I don't think Christian Horner really influenced it. He he was with Jonathan Wheatley, and he was saying, "Why has this happened?" Toto Wolff was blatantly going, "No, no, don't let this happen." Well, I, I I understand. Yeah, he he directly asked Toto. him not to have a safety car, didn't he? And then he, he said, said, "Oh, don't put a safety car." car. There was a car in the middle of a track, and he goes, "Why do we need it? It's going to ruin our title." Well, yeah, you, you had to bring the safety car out, but but I agree with Toto Wolff on that last lap because. Because that decision had given the championship to Verstappen, so I, I'm not a big fan of Toto Wolff, but I understand. I understood his frustration on oh, that. Oh, I agree. That, that should not be. You, I don't think you should be allowed to shout at the race director because this man has to make very fast decisions, very quickly, very serious decisions, which could impact right. a lot of people's safety. And being shouted at down the road, down the line. Going back to the the the. I've watched lots of YouTube uh, footage on this. Peter Windsor was very good. And he was saying he feels that Michael Massey needs more support. I guess a good question is this. Was was Michael Massey aware that the decision that he made would give the championship to Verstappen? I like to think he wasn't aware of that. Of course he was aware of that. Well, well, hopefully he wasn't aware of that because then he's, he's, he's deciding the outcome himself. He must, he must have been aware that the decision he made was going to help Max in some way. But, but Peter Sorry. Renzo was saying that, that he doesn't have an awful lot of support around him. Because so, he was saying to Christian Horner, look, I'm busy trying to sort out the, the get, getting rid of the damaged car. So maybe there was too much going on for him to realise no. that the decision that he was about to make was going to gift the championship to Verstappen. He so knew. Peter Winter was saying that basically he needs a bit more support. But everyone, he would have known that Verstappen had a tyre advantage. Would he not? I, I don't know, because don't forget, he, he is focusing on the the safety car and also the removal of the damaged Williams. So he might, I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know the answer to that. I like to think he didn't, because if he did know I, it would advantage Verstappen. I think quite likely he did. 
Well, then he's, he's determining the outcome of the championship, isn't he? Then he turns out he had, um, yeah. had some money on it. I Juice to Tom here. I'm going to come in I, because we're virtual. I'm I'm here this week, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, from a TV point of view, it's hard enough just being the TV director to keep track of what the story's going on. It's very different to just watching the race, yeah. just everything going on. So I wouldn't be surprised if as a race director, even though he's looking after the entire race, he didn't necessarily keep track of how old each car's tyres yeah. were and stuff like that, especially I, I, at that high-pressured moment. I, I think you're right there, Tom, because I think... Had he been aware that this would give the race to Verstappen, I don't think he would have made that decision because he's because he's opening himself up for criticism. Now, let, let's move on because this could go on. Let's let's actually go back to the start of the race and the lap one incident. Um, Finn, are you still there? Finn, have we lost Finn? I can't. I can see him. Hi, Finn. Is he responding? We can't. I think so. Can you hear us? He's not saying anything. Has he lost sound? I think I think we've lost. Is he gonna? I think we've lost Finn's sound. I was gonna leave the call, Finn, and come back in see if that fixes it. I think it. he's lost his sound because I saw his for the first lap um, race. Uh, the yeah. other. The Mercedes launched two appeals. You've covered one of them, which is the most important one, the safety car. But the second one was to do with whether Max overtook Lewis Hamilton uh, on yeah. the car rules. It doesn't work that well on radio because you can't show anyone the footage. But that was uh, another thing. I mean, he, I mean, he did edge ahead, but... I think it was five inches. Exactly. I don't think that it was, was such nothing. a big deal. He didn't gain an advantage from it. Uh, no, I, think, I think he did gain an advantage. I think he did. I think he Maybe gained about seven, eight tenths. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things, he was had he was in the faster car anyway. So how much that actually would have made to difference if he gave the position back? I reckon he would have next. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We're, we're, I think we're talking about different things here, Joe. Tom was yeah. talking about the, the restart at the end. I think you're talking. Oh about, right, you think that but, was. But, but, but I am Joe going to oh, talk about. That. I am going to talk about, about that. Now yeah, yeah. we got Finn back on screen. Finn, can we hear you, Finn? We haven't got sound with Finn again, have we? No, we have, we, we've lost Finn's sound. I wonder if somebody could send him a message. We we, I, we can see him. Perhaps you could write a message, Max, saying that we can't hear Finn. So let's go back to that lap one incident into the into the sort of chicane between those two back straights. What are your thoughts about that? Let's go with Ed first. Is that, that the incident? turn six one? Yeah, lap one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, lap yeah. One. Right. Well, I think. Max has gone for a very ambitious move, incredibly ambitious, and he's gone very deep into the corner, and he has almost run off the track. And I, I don't see any way that Lewis could have stayed on the track and been able to hold it round the outside, because he's basically turned in, and there's a red ball in front of him. So I don't think there's any other option for him to take the go off into the runoff and then rejoin on the second straight. However, I, I do think he's gained a few tenths out of that because yeah. I think the gap going into the corner was maybe half a second before the dive, maybe maybe four tenths. Afterwards, it was maybe a second and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I, I think I don't know. I think if, even if he did give the place back, I think he was in the faster car, so mm. it wouldn't have made that much of a difference. Yeah. I don't think you need 
I don't think he needed to give the place back, but hold off a little bit, you know, so there's the same gap as again. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just thought I just thought that Max Verstappen overtook him, stayed well within the confines of the track, didn't he? He didn't go off the white line. It's what Martin Brundle said he, as well. He didn't um, go off, but he's he didn't very go off the close. Confines to. Of the track, did it at all? And then Hamilton's seen this, and then has continued to drive, continue, keeping his speed, continued to drive off track. Uh, obviously, a faster line, so he doesn't have to stop for a corner. And then he's gained like a second and a bit. So I think he should yeah. be able to. I don't think Max completed the move. No. He was That's definitely okay. ahead, but he wasn't, he didn't definitely have that position. Do, do we, just before we go to you, Max, Finn, do we have your sound back? I don't know, do we? Yes, yes. we do. Yes. Right, let, let's, Max, let's put a pause on you, Max. Uh, we lost <laughs> you just then, Finn. Have you heard what we're talking about? We're talking about the lap one incident. Yep. Um, I think... Um, Oh no, it's gone. Uh, I'm back. Okay. Right, let's go over to Finn. We're gonna have to. Your, your sound's gone again, Finn. Let's go to Max. Max. Um. Well, I think in a non-biased Red Bull way, I think it was a very ambitious move. Max and Lewis could never have complete completed that. If you look at Max's onboard, he struggled to stay in. Let alone someone who would potentially be next to him or just behind him in dirty air. So Lewis running off is, I think, acceptable. But to then carry on speeding down the road, I think, is pushing it. The FIA should have either intervened and said, drop back, bring them closer again, or swap places. And then, because it was obvious Lewis was going to be able to swap them back, he had a far superior package. I, I, I think what you said first there, Max, was very reasonable that they should have told Hamilton to slow down. Yeah, Bono I'm said about- on the radio that they were happy with the gap. I don't know how they were happy with half a second to a second and a half. That is a pure, long-lasting advantage from going off track. Was there a case of um, Verstappen slowing down to allow Perez to catch up? So when so when he went by um, Hamilton, which is he was expecting that to happen, that Perez might follow him through? I think so, yeah. I think the stewards yeah. felt that, that Hamilton did slow down, but... but but Verstappen slowed down to try and get Perez involved as well. I think that's probably why no Where further action was taken. Um, we'll try Finn once more. Finn, can you hear? You Hello, hear Finn. Me? Yeah, your sound is playing up all the time, Finn. Okay, one. Right. Hello. Yeah, we we can hear you, but there's a lot of okay. So, right. Finn, your thoughts on the lap one incident? No, I th- I'm pretty sure he was ahead at the apex. Right? He looked like he was ahead at the apex. Yeah. So I think I think we've lost him again. We've lost Finn again. I'm going to come in here. Um, see, I, I think I agree with Ed what you said. I think uh, Verstappen's move was far too aggressive, and Hamilton had no choice but to go off the track. So in effect, he was kind of forced off the track. Having said that, this isn't. I, I agree with you that Hamilton then seemed to um, gain advantage. Normally. With corners like that, on most circuits, there is a a sort of, what's the word, a, a route to get back onto the track through the runoff. And that would involve a few, yeah, that would involve a few twists and turns to penalise a driver who's gone off. So I'm not saying it wasn't entirely Hamilton's fault. There should have been a, a route back onto the circuit, which would have slowed Hamilton down and therefore closed the gap naturally. But but I felt that move was far too aggressive, 
and, and I think Hamilton had no choice but to go off. Was the gap, was the time given back? I, I don't really feel that it was. Um, I think we've lost, I think Finn's gone again. He's he's going to try and rejoin us. Um, unfortunately, he's having sound issues. Max, you want to say something else? Charles Leclerc's just tested positive for COVID. It doesn't affect very much, does it? Because the testing's but, open. Interestingly, he got it exactly a year ago, almost to a day. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you can get it again. You can get it again. Um, on a loosely... Uh, sort of linked subject. Did I see on the last day of testing that the Haas topped the times? Yeah, and I think I've got an explanation as to why. Okay, was it a low fuel load or what? Tell us. Uh, I watched a video this morning that sort of explained it. Um, yeah. I think it's to do with something called the mule cars, which are the cars that they use to test like new components. Yeah. And at this test, they're testing the new, I think they're, yeah, they're 18 inch, the new tyres. Uh, and the mule car can be, I think, any car from between 2018 to now. So I think Haas have used one of their maybe like 2019, 2020 cars, which were actually faster than 21 cars. Yeah. Um, and they've, yeah, that's why they're a bit quicker, because they got a quicker car. And of course, they, they, they might have been going for a fast time as everybody else was busy trying to test. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's another option. That, that would make sense. I mean, you often get this with the with these sort of uh, either poorer funded teams or the back of the grid teams, they, they, they try and put a quick nap in during testing to try and get some sponsorship or whatever. Um, yeah, Finn, we can hear you. But what happens, Finn, is that we hear you for a bit and then your sound goes. OK, well, let me talk for us when I can. Right. So, OK. <laughs> Are we, I don't, where were you when I, I forgot the last thing that Finn said? I think um, turn six, turn, yes. no, that one. Let's go back to that. Uh, so he's ahead of the apex. Um, yes. I think um, Hamilton's definitely got an advantage, but then I think Hamilton, um, they've both slowed down, sort yes. of. Oh, so that's what... I think I think it is fair. I think it's fine. I think yeah. I think that's the right call to Actually, pass out. I, I don't know if you're listening to us, Finn, but we, we we kind of said that same thing that we think that Hamilton did slow down, but we think Verstappen slowed down as well, and that's why the stewards were happy that that that. Um, they were happy with the situation. Um, very good. And is there anything else oh, on the subject of of the race? I've seen lots of um, videos on YouTube of Dutch supporters watching the last lap, getting very excited. The best video I've seen, however, is the one of the Red Bull mechanics. Have you seen that one? Yes. I mean, there's also there's also related note. There's also one of two Japanese fans. They okay. go mad. Bonkers, yeah. <laughs> Going back to this Red Bull mechanics, um, I'm often sort of surprised at how at the lack of emotion in the, in the garages. They just sit and watch it, and it, it doesn't seem to be a lot of emotion there. But these Red Bull mechanics on that last lap went absolutely what? Well, it was just really good to see some emotion in Formula One. Have you seen this video of Christian Horner on the last lap? He's there going, and the guy next to him just sat there going. <laughs> just completely still. Yeah. Excellent. And um, on the TV, um, Christian Horner even said, I don't know how he stayed so still. He's just. Yeah. Just well, I tell you what it has done. It's put Formula One on the sort of front pages of the newspapers, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, a, a, a cynic might say, 
Yeah, that was the whole idea, you know, engineer a, a, a very close finish at the end and, and increase the sort of sports, mm. you know, media coverage, I suppose, and popularity. I don't know. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot more interaction on social media about F1, a lot more people posting about the result and almost like I was going through on Instagram, like every single story is just F1, 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 F1. And it's the old adage that that any publicity, whether it's good or bad, is good publicity. Mm. So compared to maybe two years, two years ago, three years ago, it's so much bigger. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are very um, disappointed with, with the outcome and, and the, the controversy surrounding the, the last few laps. Um, but, you know, it is on the front page of the newspapers. I've also seen a video of the... the have you, can you hear me now? We can. I've also seen a video of the Alpine, Alpine guys in the garage being quite happy for some reason. Why, why would they be why would they be happy? I don't know, but you know I don't think they're a huge fan of um Lewis. I think Yuki yeah. Sonoda might have finished P four or something. He did, yeah. Uh, he did. And Gavin P four. Which oh. no one's talked about. On the subject of close finishes, now forget about Hamilton and Verstappen. Uh that is uh secondary to Ed versus Max. Ooh. I am fuming about this. Right? Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, this no, probably, no, hold on, hold Max, on. this is probably more. Let, no, let me get the results yeah, first, Max. Let me give. No, 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 Max, I'm in charge of this. Let me get the results first, then you, then you can say. I think this might be more controversial than Hamilton and Verstappen. So, situation was, uh, we did. You weren't here on. Uh, was it Tuesday when we recorded, Max? So we did our our lucky dip again. Uh, I think Finn selected uh, yours. No, you actually quite well because uh-huh. Finn picked out Verstappen. You had Verstappen in second place. Now, this is very exciting here because what it meant was is the pair of you were tied. You were tied on 760 points each. So very similar to Verstappen wow. and uh, Hamilton. Now, we did say, didn't we, that if they tied on points, we we would go with their proper predictions. And Ed, I think you predicted. Oh, you that, didn't tell me this. Well, yeah, hold on. Let me explain, and you can come in here, Max. Uh, Ed, you predicted, I think, Verstappen won Hamilton two, so you picked up 50 points. And although we didn't tell you face to face, on the team's page, Finn put it on the team's page saying, Max, you need to make a selection. I, don't I look back at that teams. up. Now, okay, so, so can I argue your case, Max? Right. So why was this unfair? <laughs> I do not look at teams. Right. At all. Why would I look at teams? I'm I, 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 I would. Right. someone wanted to tell me, Ed, if you really wanted to tell me, he could have messaged me on Snapchat and I would have put in my predictions. I would also like to back the fact that I came joint first after four weeks of saying Valentino Rossi will win MotoGP is just extraordinary. Well, in all fairness, most GP is only a small part of our prediction. It's an element of our predictions. I do well, find it's quite predictable, Motor GP. So, um... Oh, yeah, I don't even know any of their names. I don't know how you well, that, that, that's true. Well, hence, you, you went for the same name, Bagnaya, who, who did rather well. So that probably explains why you did well there. But I would say something in, in Max's defence. What I've noticed, if we post something on our Teams page, it doesn't come up as a... It doesn't alert you to that, does it? No. So, Max, you would have had to have gone onto the team's page to have seen the message from Finn and myself. 
Okay, I've well, got I a solution. Have a Tom? So you can turn notifications on on Teams and then you'll never miss anything. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. So, um, there we go. So, 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 so Max, have a proposal. You, you are the equivalent, I suppose, of Lewis Hamilton. You no, were I'm robbed. the world champion. Well, you were robbed um, in, the, in the last lap, as it were. Yeah, what's your proposal, Max? I like that comparison. I was recently, a few hours ago, with Finn, okay, and um, I was playing on his steering wheel. Yeah. And we have a great idea. Yeah. Uh, one <laughs> week back at term. Yeah. If he brings his steering wheel and I bring yes. my Xbox, yes. in a recording of pit stop. Yes. We could have Mr. Bird driving and giving his commentary on F1 2021. What with you? That's great. Right. I, I, tell you, I, I tell you what I'm quite liking, Max. I've got a suggestion on that. Why don't you bring your steering wheel and Xbox in and then we can have a competition to see who's fastest around the track? Exactly. And You're my proposal is the winner out of me and Ed will be crowned the prediction king on a track of my to, choosing. To verify, Max, we are using a wheel. Yes. And you do know that I've had the past like four F1 games. I've been using a wheel for about three years. It's fine. I will take this. I mean, right, I I'm, to be fair, I'm happy with that. I'll I'll take that. This is quite a good idea. It, it might not make for the best radio, but the results would, though, wouldn't it? I mean, we could yes. all have a go. Oh, yeah. And then and we, we could say who was. Videos on Twitter as well. Oh, hold on. Uh, look, Finn's, Finn's hand win, is up. If I, win, if I win, do I get to win? No. If you win, what? Oh, if you I get win, about 100 points. By the way. By the way. Maybe we should create our own championship for that. Oh, we got. Okay, so some 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 good ideas for next time. But the the the, the takeaway point is that Ed won our predictions. Like Max and um, Ed are still yet to be confirmed. So you, you've launched an appeal, Max. You've you've launched an appeal. I've launched an appeal, and it will be withheld <laughs> in a soon-to-be pit stop with Mr. Byrne episode. Excellent. Very good. Um, now, moving on. So this is moving away from uh, the championship finale, going back to 1982. Max, you, you remember a couple of weeks ago, you read a question from the book and it seemed that the answer in the book was wrong. Do you remember that? Yes. And uh, well, it turned out that, well, we thought you, well, it turned out you misread the question. So we thought the blame was all yours. As it turned out, you did misread the question, but the answer in the book was still wrong. Because the question was, the, the actual question that you should have asked was, how many uh, turbo cars, how many turbo victories were there in 1982? The book said seven. Now, last week I said, look, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will name all those seven. I named all of them. Then I went home and I listened to the recording. And as I was listening to myself going through the wins, I thought, hold on, I haven't mentioned Peroni's win in the 1982 San Marino Grand Prix. That makes it eight turbo wins. I then went the following day on the Internet to confirm. Um, and I was right. There were eight and not seven. So, Max, there was a mistake in the book, as it turned out. So the author of the book made a mistake. Is there anything else anybody wishes? Finn, are you still there? I think we've lost Finn, we've lost Finn sound Last again. One thing. Very quick. One thing. Let's go to Joe. Um, sorry, just to say, I think that's a good idea with the uh, getting Mr. Bird to race around the tracks. 
can fully back that. But maybe to avoid um, further um, arguments, let's say between Finn and Ed, uh, between Max and Ed, sorry, yeah. maybe we should create a different championship for that uh, and just crown Ed the champion. No, no, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> absolutely, well, I, I think, that's a great idea. I, I think, in all fairness, the decision's been made. Um, myself no, as Michael no, Massey, I made the call. We're sticking with it. We're going to throw your appeal out, Max. Uh, Ed, you you have one. It serves Max. Max right? You should have gone to the team's page uh, and checked. Um, I think that probably wraps up our our Christmas special. Um, has anybody got any exciting plans for Christmas? It's quite difficult in these interesting times, isn't it? Because I. Ordinarily, I, I, you know, the idea was I'll be speaking to you from Zermatt in Switzerland, but um, that didn't happen. Well, I, I made the call. D too many tests and too many bits of paper to fill, and it was all too too complex. But I'm going at half term, so it's not the end of the world. Um, what, what about you, people? Joe, any exciting plans for the rest of the holiday? Oh, obviously revision for you people, isn't it? I'm not yes. What a sad, Joe's showing us a sad face and so is Max. So lots of revision for you people. Uh, can you hear me? We can hear yeah. you, Finn. Yeah, so well, you're I don't. Like, well, you're lucky. I don't, I don't have to do any revision. <laughs> you're, you're very lucky. Your brother is obviously doing a lot of revision. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm just taunting him, like, so I don't have to. That, that, okay. So when just your brother is... Him. So, Finn, when your brother isn't decorating, is it gingerbread men? He's doing lots houses. of Houses. Or gingerbread houses. He's yeah. doing lots of revision, which, which is good to hear. So, Finn, um, what have you been up to? What are you going to be doing for the next two weeks, apart from taunting your brother? Is it only two weeks? Well, it's two weeks after this week, isn't it? Uh, I'm, I'm going to open open my calendars. I don't know. Have you got an advent calendar? Yeah, I've got two. You've got two? Yeah. Do they contain, like, sweets and stuff? Yeah. Well, that's good, isn't it? Do you have an I advent calendar, say. sir? No, I, I don't, but I, I do like advent calendars. I do like them. There's a, a boy in my year with a Lego City advent calendar. A Lego City... <laughs> That's yeah. actually very cool. A Lego City... I don't, what, what is that? I don't, what is that, Finn? Do you know what Lego is? You surely I know, know what Lego is. Do you play with Lego, sir? No. <laughs> oh. What is a Lego City advent calendar? Well, basically, it's just got a Lego in, I think. I've so every day you open up something from like a Lego City range. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so it's Lego like City Lego. is like a different range of Lego with its own like yeah. so now we know. Now we know what we can Hello. get for Christmas next year then, sir. Max has got my his... Advent. That's a big advent calendar. It's huge. That is very big. Every Max... day? Yeah. I get a different tool. <laughs> That's actually really good. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Your advent calendar, when you open the windows, there's a tool inside each one. Yeah. <laughs> this is extraordinary. So that was today. <laughs> what was it today, Max? What was it? Yeah, what was the tool? This is, uh, this is extraordinary. Today, it was a miniature T5 screwdriver. Wow. Oh, that is one of them. Always wanted one of them. That, that is um, certainly that's raised, the, that's raised the bar for advent calendars, doesn't it? No, no, I Max. feel like Lego City's best. Okay, no. it's going to stick with, with. I think, bearing so, in mind, yeah. we're talking Just about. the end of the episode. Joe, yeah. I've got a blockbuster question for you. Oh, excellent. And, and for everyone. Yeah. Would you rather a Lego City advent calendar or a Tools advent calendar? We'll Lego City. We'll go oh, one by one. We'll go on, you, you say Lego City. 
Right. I guess it, we'll go to Max first. Max, which one? Uh, tools. That sold out uh, three months ago. It's been in my back bedroom for three months, so I made sure I got it. Okay, Finn. Lego City. Lego City. Uh, Ed. If it was Lego Star Wars, I'd go with that, but it's not, so it's got to be the Tools Advent Calendar. Sir, finally, what was... I don't know what a Lego City Advent Calendar is. I've seen oh. Max's Advent Calendar. That was quite impressive. So it's got to be the, the Tool Advent Calendar. <laughs> right. That is first a question. I think on that note, I think we ought to stop. Just quickly, I'm officially Max? the champion of Advent Calendars. Yeah, you can have that title, Max. We'll, 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 we'll give it's you that, Max. We will keep you that. Right. So um, all it remains uh, for us to do is wish you all uh, a Merry Christmas. And we'll, we will be back in the new year and we'll probably be back. Tom, you want to say something? Tom, yeah. I was going to series five. I was just helping you. Series five. And yeah. I think we'll probably start week one back at school. I know there's no racing to talk about. Yeah. I'm confident that we can chat away for half an hour or so. I think I think we can manage that. Yeah, I'm working on a couple more interviews as well. So if you're Ooh. listening, you've got questions Ooh. for people. We've got um, various motorsport guests. Um, when we've got them confirmed, we'll put tweets out as well if you want more specific questions to who the guests are. But they're in the pipeline as well for Fantastic. 2022. Fantastic. OK, so um, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye, goodbye from, from me. Goodbye from Max. Goodbye from Jay. This was an SJC radio production. It was written and presented by Mr. Bird, Ed, Max, Joe and Tim. It was edited by Mr. Bird and the producer who also featured slightly this week was Tom Russell. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website, which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop, where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page, more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more, as well as TuneIn like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well